There it is. There it go. Hey, y'all. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. My name's Jason Bear. I'm Rex Repo. Ad-armed and hilarious. And we are so happy to see you guys. Uh, we're happy that you guys can see us, because I, I, mean, yeah. I can't actually see you. <laughs> we're happy that you can see us. We're happy that you can hear us. If we could see you, then that would make us the FBI or the NSA and NF- NFSBA. Some acronym and that we don't That want. would make them Facebook. I see what you do. <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah. How did you guys have a good weekend? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. After you. One of y'all. Who had a good weekend? Who had the best weekend? Yeah. I I, <laughs> I I had a good weekend. Did some traveling. Got to see family. I was actually on my bike. Did a bike ride across Iowa. So I had fun doing that. And uh, yeah, had a really good time. Nice, nice. Yeah, your your family does all kinds of ridiculous things on bicycles often. That's right. Like yes. long, long, long distances. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Armed and hilarious weekend. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, sister came back down like it means nothing, but she's down. she was down from Chicago, and we uh, hit up Hollywood Studios, uh, went on Rise of the Resistance, Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Disney <laughs> shameless plugs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she does it. She just comes to, oh, uh, this weekend we're going to Disney. But you're nice. in Chicago. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm at the door. Open up. Did you like Rise of the Resistance? Is it is it as good as advertised? It is. And okay. once they've uh, knocked the kinks out of it, um, it's gotten even better. Wow. Good. Nice. Good. Good. I've been avoiding all YouTube videos, all everything, because we're, we're going later this year. So I'm pretty excited yeah. about it. Um, nice. So this is for the audience as well, but you have to wake up at like 645 so that you can jump on the queue at 7 a.m. Yeah. Like and you have to like, queue, like. Yes. The virtual queue. Um, it's hit or miss, so uh, have all your friends and family members uh, download the Disney app, and all of y'all do it Spam at the it. same time. Spam it. Sp- yeah. Spam that app. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, awesome. But it was worth it? Oh, yeah. Um, compared to The Void, where does it fall on the line? I've never done The Void. Oh, so you need to go do The Void, too. I am devoid. Devoid of The what? Void. What's The Void? It's the VR, AR, Star Wars thing that Disney has also. Oh, Where, where okay. you put on the VR goggles and a haptic feedback suit, and then they, they kind of trek you around this VR environment. It's it's run by Oculus, I think. Um, where do you do this? Disney Springs. Over oh, way okay. in the corner by the fountain that nobody goes to. Yeah, do you pay for it? How does yeah, it work? Yeah, it, it's a pay-per-experience kind of deal, but it was really awesome because it's VR, AR, so everything you see in the goggles has a real-world equivalent. So nice. if you're like walking by, you see like a droid, like R two D two looking droid. You can touch it, and you can actually touch it. Oh, that's uh, sweet. There's and how much point, is that? I don't even remember. I got it. I get on gas preview. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, but I think it's like thirty bucks. Okay, but worth it. Worth yeah, it for thirty bucks. For sure. Okay. It's not very long, um, but definitely worth it. Especially if you nice. can get in on gas preview stuff. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's a part where they give you rifles and you got to go, you know, fight some nice. troopers and stuff. And then nice. uh, they also, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's all just clever VR, AR tricks, right? Because you can't see where you're going. It's probably just whatever it is. But yeah. there's parts where like you go to different environments and like there's like heat from the lava or like cold air or whatever. So they, they really nice. do a good job. Now, do they offer an experience for us uh, Empire um proponents those so that this, think that the jedi are evil this experience kind of those that know sorry don't that think know, the know jedi that the jedi are evil this yeah, experience yeah. kind of gives you a little bit of both oh okay okay yeah. nice i'm not nice. gonna go too deep into it no that's that's enough i'm in there's some subterfuge that that's involved in it and it's cool um yeah excellent so oh my turn my weekend uh i've been traveling too actually i was in houston uh where there's a there's a neighborhood outside of houston called katie it's got like a little asia situation going on and there's mm-hmm. an ice cream shop called somi somi and mm-hmm. they have like japanese teyaki which is like that waffle that fish shaped waffle that they fill yeah. with like whatever nutella 
Um, but this place does soft serve on top of the fish-shaped waffle. So nice. Hashtag somi somi. Uh, and then I was just in Atlanta uh, visiting friends and getting a little work done. So that was kind of cool. So I just got back today, actually. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So good stuff. What's on the slate, gents? Well, I mean, what's what's been on the news cycle all over is is Simone and other Olympic stuff. Do we want to dive into that? Is yeah, that a yeah. safe territory for us to critique and talk about? I feel and, like I feel like it falls under our purview. It's not political, technically, unless you know yeah. we're getting on the wrong side of the ROC. That is not well, Russia. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the yeah. Russian national team. It's the Russian yeah. committee. Yeah, um, they're a neutral organization competing independently. So, what do you guys think? What were your thoughts? What I mean, general thoughts, and we can go into specifics after, kind of. Um, well, you know, I'm I'm of I'm of the uh, understanding that, or of the the mindset, it's not an understanding. I'm of the mindset that that athletes don't owe the fans anything. Period. You know. She can play, she can quit, she can do whatever she wants. She's the best mm-hmm. gymnast in the world. Whether she needs more gold medals to prove it, obviously is not the case. And at the end of the day, you know, what is this, ancient Rome? Like, give us sport, injure yourself physically and mentally for our entertainment, or else we will do what? What's the consequence, right? Well, the consequence is fans turning their back on you. That's, but there, I mean, there is a consequence to it. That is, no, I, I agree with you that it, that that athletes owe owe themselves, and and that's that's under themselves. But there is backlash to it, right? It's not just, you know, no repercussions. Right. Well, I mean, but it's a social backlash. But mm-hmm. to what end, right? Like you'd rather see, you know, I was reading an article that was talking about Carrie Strug, how you know this girl was on a broken ankle and still completed her vault. That's ridiculous. Right? Like, I mean, F- she's what? She was like, what, 13, 14? Well, she's 16, I guess. 16 years old, and like, has a, had a, potentially had a future ahead of her. So, for this final jump to prove that for the sport of her country, she could make it happen, risk injuring herself possibly for the rest of her life. But, well, that's it what is it's just glory. Just like anything, what makes it special is that. You don't have to do it. Um, and yes, Carrie could have said, I can't, I've got a broken ankle. And that, and, and everyone would have, would have said, you know, it, it would have understood, right? But We've she all... did say that. So she's, I mean, there's, if you listen to the, the, to the mic, like BTS footage, she's like telling her coach, like, I'm hurt. I don't want to do it. And he's like, you can do it. And she's like, I don't want to do it. And he's like, you can do it. And she's yeah. like, okay, I can do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's part that's, of being a good coach or being a shitty coach, so, depending on so, how you flip the coin. And we, we can go, we can go at it at length, but that's kind of where, where I feel it. So Simone, Simone is the greatest of all time. If not, she's top 10. Anyway, slice it. She is a master at her craft, correct? Right. Yeah. She course. knows more about gymnastics and especially her body more than anybody ever probably ever will it's at least in the gymnastics field no one's going to be better at that field at least at that age blah 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 blah. i have that experience everything um i so i don't blame her i think the coaching staff let her down i think the people around her let her down um i think were they should the the coach's responsibility is to set their athletes up for success everything that they do is to set set that athlete up in the best situation possible for them to compete at the highest level they can. And and I was a mediocre coach in a completely different sport, so take this all with a grain of salt. But that's what and, and it was an individual esque sport similar to gymnastics. But you have to that's what coaches should do. And the mental mental, physical, everything that they do, you need to set them up for success. And that all, whether it was having her do less commercials, having her change her training setup, having her sign less autographs, having those conversations, getting a different coach in, getting a different set of sports psychologists in, whatever it is, it's like, Simone, you do your thing. We just need to get you ready to compete. And they didn't do that. And so I think it falls on the coaches and the coaching staff and probably her team around her. And and just to- Not her Olympic teammates, but her her 
her no no her yes her athletic team because it's not just coaches per se i'm sure she has social media people she has advertising people she has olympic representatives and all that stuff it's not just coaches alone and on top of it marta i forgot what what who's the olympic coach for a long long time last the last olympics was was hers was her last one and i don't think this happens if marta's at the helm okay i think that that when you and there's so many things have happened since then with with sexual allegations i think people were convicted so it's not just allegations so that that brings into it too but having a veteran coach and having someone who can help you navigate which but no gymnast has really had to deal with right she didn't even she didn't but she didn't just say that it was the 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 social anxiety and the mental part of that was part of it she said that she was getting physically disoriented while Mm -hmm. doing her Her safety wasn't yes she was not she didn't feel safe yeah I mean, yeah, that that trumps it all, you know, and, and you know, we can kind of take a crap the on... The spinnies, whatever they were calling yeah, it, the twisties, the twisties, yeah. We can take a crap on Djokovic right now, too, because, you know, after after Simone dropped out, he gave his, his little press speech about, to be the best, you have to learn how to handle pressure, blah, 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 whatever. And then he threw a tantrum after losing. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, and then, I... I and then dropped out of his doubles match so that his yes, partner yes, couldn't he does. medal? Like, come on. Like, I, I agree with what he's saying. And it, I don't look at it as a slight towards Simone. It, that's up to her choice. But it's the truth. Press, pressure is a privilege. Um, and not everybody gets to have it. And it's something that you have to build up to. But yeah, for him to, 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 to pitch that, a fit. Yes. Break two rackets, yeah. throw a tantrum, and then drop out of a doubles match so that, oh, she's letting her teammates down because, you know, now oh, the US I know. can't medal. And now his teammate can't medal. It's just like the hypocrisy. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So but just, and, and I like Djokovic most of the time. I kinda like so the attitude he brings to tennis, but like, come on, man. Like <laughs> Maybe wait to say it after you compete, right? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> yeah. you know. And for the record, do you think Naomi Osaka could take him in a singles? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But that's um Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. You got you got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it's just a crazy situation, a tough situation. Um, and and we will never get the true story oh, from Simone. She's going to write a book. She's going to be on Oprah. Right. No. And that's between her. I, but I would hope that the more she talks about what had happened, whether it was stuff far beyond just athletics or it was just I wasn't feeling it and didn't feel safe yeah don't you know or or whether it was the coaches were giving a hard time whether it was too much doing advertising I don't know and again I don't know if we'll ever get a true story but I hope she talks about it because just I think sports psychology is a very 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 interesting field Mm -hmm. uh and it is changing day by day I mean, we grew up in the time, and it's not quite sports psychology, but little stuff that we we were told water makes you weak, right? I yeah, think we're, we're all in that age. And it's like the complete opposite. And so much of that stuff, and that's all physical stuff. And the same with um, sports psychology, where things we're saying now is completely different, and it changes. And this is going to be a great study where she is the, the top of her craft, probably top of her better than most olympians they're winning gold medals oh, yeah, she's sure. that much better and and for for that to happen is is an event that changes sports forever yeah and i was gonna mention too like you know sports psychology changes when as social psychology changes right like mm-hmm. yeah it's the same kind of thing you know keep your feelings mm-hmm. in let your feelings out you know not but not too much whatever right mm-hmm. um speaking of 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 Feelings. Feelings. No. Speaking of tantrums and crashing and burning. And um, feelings. I, I guess I was the only one of the three of us to watch the Hungarian Grand Prix this weekend. Yeah. Holy crap. If you guys haven't seen the Hungarian Grand Prix, go go watch the highlights of that. Opening. F1. Formula, right? Formula, F1. Hungarian Formula yep. Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. The opening highlights. It was the craziest. It looked like, I don't know, like cruising USA. Just like... <laughs> The most ridiculous thing you could have seen, like out of the out of the checkered the, the the yellow flag goes or whatever the flag goes, and the cars and right in turn one, disaster. 
just straight disaster. Um, crash after crash after crash. Uh, both Red Bull cars ended up out. Uh, and then, like, the, to add kind of comedy to, to the comedy of errors, right? They do a... Um, they do a safety lap where, where all the cars are, are doing their thing. Most of them go into pit to change their tires because it's wet or whatever. Lewis Hamilton couldn't communicate with his team because they were on a formation lap and you're not allowed to talk to your team. So he doesn't pit as the, all the other cars pit behind him. So he's got theoretically a lap to, to try to make better time and get ahead. He only gains like maybe 30 seconds. And then he goes into <laughs> pit and ends up coming out of the pits in last place. Damn. Yes. He gets the, the most awesome pep talk from his crew chief. He goes, look, so-and-so's out. So-and-so's got a broken car. Nobody on the court on the track's faster than you. We can still win this race. And he could hear it in his voice like, this is bullshit. <sighs> 70 laps later, Lewis Hamilton, third place. It's crazy. And then, and then through a series of, of crazy events, um, the second place car in an Aston Martin, Vettel, DQ'd. Lewis Hamilton, second place. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. I, is yeah. he, I mean, I don't think he's, I think Sen is the greatest F1, and he's going to have that moniker just the way everything happened. You, Does you really he jump Michael? better than Schumacher? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Schumacher is the winningest uh, athlete of all time, just putting that out there. Well, we know why Sen. Well, so more things going to, and we. This is what the podcast is about, right? Going yeah. under the numbers and everything like that. More goes into that. I mean, just watch the documentary, see all the team stuff, yeah. see how you got screwed and everything like that. If you talk to Michael Schumacher, he will tell you that the Ayrton Sen is the greatest racer of all time, and I think he's gone on record on it. Well, we can't talk to Michael Schumacher, but yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so does Lewis Hamilton jump Michael Schumacher? Is he? Uh, on the cusp, is that possible? Is I mean, you know, we we have this conversation too about other sports. Rings matter. Mm-hmm. Um. So it is probably the most important, but not the only. Right. Right. Yeah, That's not. kind of the way it is. Most important, but not um, the only. There's so much more. A la Ayrton Senna. Right. For, so, in that so, conversation. Um. Lewis Hamilton has more Grand Prix wins. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. By only by a few, so he's got room to to spread that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Schumacher has has more podium calls overall, so more effective overall, right? Although there's mm-hmm. only a gap of like ten podium calls, so if Hamilton increases his Grand Prix win count, then his podium call win count, of course, wins as well. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say Lewis Hamilton. Has a chance? Yeah. In okay. Formula One. Yeah. On a yeah. completely Yeah. On a completely wild tangent here. But um back in the day Real Sports ran a, a segment where these dudes dumpster dive at uh places like uh Indianapolis five hundred and stuff like that in order to build their own F one cars. Oh, oh nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, let it be known that they have equal number of world championships right now, Schumacher and, and Hamilton, at seven apiece. So nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's possible, right? Yeah. Although the name he, means something, I guess too. I don't know. Is is racing I think easier it means now? Like Schumacher. What was like, that? Like the comment, like the argument with basketball is racing just easier now. Better tech, better cars, technology. Computer. Oh, for sure. And it's, I I mean, Lewis Hamilton and then Sebastian Vettel are um, not quite the rule and they're on the best teams. But I think if you put those guys in different teams, they still compete at a very high level. But if, ask anyone, it's a technology and money sport, right? Yeah, of course. More than any other sport. And uh, I mean, maybe cycling maybe yeah, is close to it. But F one is such your your team, but your car and throwing the money at it, and that's and why picker. these teams. Your right. picker is important. That's well, so now the times have gotten so good. They're do- I mean, you're in and out in in eight to a couple seconds. seconds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's but it is your your car and innovation between season to season and everything like that. So it's hard, and that, again, which is why I think Senna is and why 
he is a, a, a driver's driver. Why so many yeah. people love Ayrton Senna because of what he did without the best equipment and everything like that. Um, but but, but no, what, is Hamilton either, so. is Hamilton Brazilian? Uh, no, I think he's English. Is he? Yeah. Okay. I should probably know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and maybe it's. I, well, his flag. Yeah. Yeah, he's British. Yeah, his flag is appears over his name in every race, so I should probably know that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Or at least he represents England. Yeah, he's born in the United Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. So rock and roll. Um, what else we got? Uh, for sports spam Grand Prix crash. I mean, we could talk Olympics craziness, but are there any, I love this finding new events. Are there new events that have jumped out to you guys that you're loving? Is there something that you've just got? Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I like the horse, the horse dancing. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of, okay. So moving on from sports to pop culture, but still keeping the Olympics. So Snoop, Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart host a, uh, a hot take show on the Olympics live I think it's live no it's not yeah. live but whatever while high <laughs> I like it I like it this yeah. is the kind of content that I enjoy it I'll watch it ridic- and they actually did they did a segment on the equestrian thing good I'm, I'm all for it because it can't be worse than NBC they're terrible they have they have crapped the bed well it's kind of funny that in you their entire that it's on Peacock <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. I'm watching everything through through that. Oh, it's they've cold. done such a terrible job. Like I was excited to watch skateboarding and surfing, and like even when they're going in and out of breaks, was done terribly. The way they covered it was done so poorly, and it's like just copy off the X Games. Yeah. You'll already have something there. Just copy it. Just why? Yeah. Why are you trying to reinvent the wheel and missing tricks? Sorry, I was clearly I'm fired up about it. So I'm anyway, on what you're um, saying. if you have Peacock, you can you can go watch it. If you don't, you can find a way to watch it. I'm not advocating anything illegal, but figure it out. It's called Olympic High Lights with Kevin Hart. (laughs) So it's probably better than what's her name, or what's his name? Um, Not Iserman, or what's for the the old ESPN guy doing the Olympic gold channel and watching that, and which is kind of... so. Uh, I mean, right. it's not as great as it as it should be. In fact, you don't need to watch the whole episode. Just watch the highlights. Watch the highlights of the right. highlights. Uh, that's getting old. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is entertaining. Uh, yeah, so I guess moving on past pop culture, sports, pop culture, arts and music. Anything interesting in, in the music world right now? Who did I see that's going on tour right now? Uh, the Hella Mega Tour is going on. That's what it is. Lollapalooza is going on too. That happened this weekend. Yeah. Fred Durst looking like a uh, old Crack. pedophile. Well, that's not new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I rocked out to my my fair of, of Nookie. Uh, <laughs> in my yeah, movie. I shamefully bought a what's it? Hot hot dog fish in a hot in a hot dog flavored water. Yeah, yeah I got that floating around my CD collection somewhere. Water. Yeah. So I guess. For me, Axl Rose can do the handlebar mustache and weird hair. But when Fred Durst does it, he looks like a pedophile, but not like any pedophile, like a GTA pedophile. Yeah, well, yeah like straight out of central casting, right? Yeah. Like, And here's here's a touch, or, or here's a tip for everybody. Even if you're dyeing your hair and don't want to show that you're going gray, just brush in a little, you know, just for men gray. So it doesn't give everybody the bends when you show up, like, after seeing everybody for a year with full-on gray hair. Yeah. Like, don't go from jet black, putting that shoe polish in your hair, to having gray hair. Like, let it kind of ease yourself in, right? And, and what's with the, the hair cut? Like, like the golfer haircut. Yeah, I... Let me, let me see this for myself. Like, you know, and the rose-tinted glasses, the whole thing is... I like the glasses. I like the glasses. No, I like the glasses, maybe not on Fred. Where's his Yankees baseball cap? That's the Fred Durst I want to see. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Do we, we grew up, and maybe younger kids are, are being reintroduced to his music, but he was everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. He was in video games. He had 
cameos in movies. I he, mean, he was on he, he was everywhere. And it's just like enough. Like I still just, I've, I've had enough. I've had way too much Fred Durst for an entire lifetime, for 10 lifetimes. Breathe in, yeah. now breathe out. Hands up, yeah. hands there down. You go. Okay, that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what yeah. you're going to do but now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I yeah. Fred Durst needs to hang it up. Uh, yeah. Or get a haircut. I sound like, now I sound like an old man. Now get, yes, <laughs> old, old, old man bear. Uh, yeah. He needs a haircut. You he needs a haircut. He belongs in a museum. So uh, oh, uh, another sports thing is, um, and maybe you guys don't care, but Texas and Oklahoma jump into the SEC, which is going to have huge fallout for college football. Huge, huge, huge fallout. And I think today, rumored, and we all know how much rumors are worth, but rumored that Clemson... Um, is looking to join the SEC as well. So crazy fallout because I'm a big college football fan, so it's going to be think, fun to see. I personally think that maybe they should break up the SEC and start putting some of these teams in other divisions. <laughs> I, I, know, <laughs> I like, I'm fine. I'm fine with the super division, whatever you want to call it. But it, there's going to be fallout because the way that – because the, they talk about playoff expansion, and I, maybe nobody cares about this, but they talk about playoff expansion, but it's not official. And the way the contract is, is that the SEC can get no more than two teams. So even if they create this Super League, they're going to screw themselves right. as far as playoffs are concerned because there's still going to be two open spots every year. And Alabama and Clemson are probably going to be taking up two spots, but I – you know, it's going to be interesting. So their feet are going to be held to the fire, um, and and we'll see. There's going to be, you know, Mexican standoff. Who's going to shoot first, or or if anybody's going to shoot at all? But it's going to it's going to be fun. I like the drama more than anything. I mean, I cheer for the muddy Iowa Hawkeyes and the Fighting <laughs> Irish, but over that, I like chaos in my college football. So yeah, mm. why don't we just mix everything up? We'll just change coaches. Everybody gets a yes. <laughs> just a, a grab bag of coaches, yeah. Yeah. Just, and divisions, yeah. Yeah, just just pull them out of a hat and see what works. Yes, a little randomizer. You know, let's see how good a coach you really are when you got this guy's team. I like it. I like Nick it. Saban, we're going to give you like, I don't know, Florida State and see how you do in the Bobby Bowden system or whatever. Like just yes. to see what goes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Put Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Put Lane Kiffin yeah. in at Alabama and then Saban at wherever the hell Kiffin is at now. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's mix it all up. <laughs> yes. uh, chaos. 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 Sports. 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 Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, oh, we got, how do we get on football from Fred Durst? <laughs> oh, because he's everywhere. Yeah. God, he's he's like a disease. Uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> Movies and TV, anything interesting? Oh, Venom 2 trailer drop or the Venom 2 second official trailer dropped. I don't sign, want trailers. Sign me up for any big budget movie that has Woody Harrelson in. Anything. There we go. Yeah, Doesn't matter whether it's Marvel, Fast and Furious, anything that's big budget and he's in, I'm in. I'm sold. Done and done. done. And especially playing a psychopath cuz, you know, He's mildly psycho. Yeah. yeah That's well, why I love him, right? It comes from his, his crazy family history, right? Yeah. Oh, Is he like yeah. a redneck Bill Murray? Ooh. No. What? He's not quite... In terms of what? In terms of... What do you mean? Yeah, I mean... Is he going to be good at every stage of his career? Oh, yeah, life? I think so. That's why I thought you were getting it, and I think he is. Like that's I, I it's been documented. Bill Murray is my all-time favorite actor. Maybe not yeah. the greatest, but he's my all-time favorite. But I think you're right. They're cut from similar jibs, right? Yeah. Now, now, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Woody Harrelson's father was a convicted oh. mobster, right? Like a murdering psychopath. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I guess Woody Harrelson can tap into that for this Cletus Cassidy character. Now, oh, sorry. That just made me think of the. Probably the greatest cameo of all time, Zombieland. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no Bill Murray. Or that, that, that ain't no Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> Bill <laughs> Murray! Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Just a big fan. <laughs> um, speaking of, of actors with troubled past, I recently found out that Tom Arnold, you know, used to be married to Roseanne. Mm -hmm. Tom Arnold, funny man. He's an Iowan. Yes. And his sister was the queen of meth. 
Like she's almost single-handedly responsible for the meth epidemic. I mean, I said white. I said he was an Iowan, right? That's <laughs> yeah, all the math yeah. that you did. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't know that. I mean, it makes sense. Like he grew up, so he worked in a slaughterhouse um, and had a weird. He he's gone on record like he was molested when he was younger um, by, the, by the slaughterhouse people. Damn. Well, I no, it was I. I know we're joking, but <laughs> no, it wasn't, and it was a big deal. And he talks about like that was had a lot to do with his alcohol abuse and drug abuse and all and that Barry stuff. And Barry Rosanne. Yeah. And even <laughs> worse, the worst of the three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, I guess it that makes sense. I mean, it's weird to hear you say it, but it's not shocking at all. Yeah, so apparently there's a there's a three-part um, docuseries out on Netflix. Either Netflix or Prime. Um, that Lori's out of prison now. She was eventually caught, arrested. She did 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, she's out. And they do interviews with her, and I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. Um, but I think she was making like two hundred grand a week in nineteen nineties money. Yeah, at her peak. Like, you know how many crazy. Super Nintendos I could have bought with that, right? <laughs> and Sega Genesis. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and then when the DEA finally got her, that she had like ten mil in assets, like on site. Yeah. <clears throat> like holy crap! So um, I guess we're gonna check out Queen of Meth. Nice. Uh, it, it, it's out it came out last month maybe or maybe it's due to come out it was supposed to come out. i don't know but yeah so yeah I, you know i'll have to watch it's weird now i'm thinking about so i saw him i was on the field at an iowa game in mid to early 90s and had and he was standing right next to me it was i don't even remember what game it was but Iowa had won a big game and he was standing right next to me and he signed my card so i've earned my card my ticket stub and nice. so i've got a signed iowa ticket stub with with his autograph what on it like, but like you're doing like 13 years old on the field at an iowa game they had so i it sounds nice but they had crappy bleachers in the end zones uh, and we used to buy the cheapest ticket but you would you could go down and they were like open seats because they were they're not good tickets like right. you think being on the field is nice but it's that you can't see anything you have no perspective but we were down there and so he was probably just warming or just walking the sidelines and came over and just hung out with us and was there right when they were going to storm the field and all that. it was it was That's pretty, pretty cool it was awesome. fun. yeah I rock yeah that. and he was a nice guy like he you know shook my hand talked to me for what I thought was an eternity and it was probably 15 seconds and then signed my ticket stuff yeah but. and meanwhile his sister's making 200 200 grand a week dealing she was money. out yeah she he's was married in Iowa City. <laughs> he's trying yeah, to get away yeah. from his wife at the time what a crazy family right yeah. like that's nuts that's wild so should we do like a Tom Arnold high water mark no <laughs> <laughs> the day the day uh, his divorce from Roseanne went yeah. through I think that's <laughs> yeah all right, yeah. so on to, on to real topics now. <laughs> or the day he met me. One of, it's one is, of those yeah. two. It's the day high me. or low. There's the, the high and low. Rex Rebo. Rex Rebo. Was the bottom. <laughs> was the bottom. And then when he divorced Rex. So Rex, then Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And then yeah. the day before his sister gets busted for meth. Maybe that's Yeah. All right, let's take a minute uh, to offer a moment of silence for Tom Arnold's marriage. <laughs> uh, but topic at hand, um, be water. We actually are getting finally getting around to this topic. Be water, yes. my friends. This one has been mulling about for a while. Okay, so Bruce Le, Bruce Lee, Le Sulong, the dragon, Les. the little dragon, Bruce Lee. Um, so. Why did we... Okay, let's recap. Why did we get on this topic of conversation? It was all the way back Cause, to... Um, well, because Tarantino and... It yeah, was in right. the media because he had... Insulted know, Bruce, yeah. Bruce Lee's honor and Shannon Lee had to... Okay, and so... We, and we kind of talked about that, right? How we felt about just it. Just a little, yeah. How yeah. It's, it's cinema and it's parody to boot, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there is some... The events that occur... And once upon a time in Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. may not be accurate, but there are stories of uh, Bruce Lee doing what shouldn't be done in stunt acting in America. Like which not is, pulling his uh, punches, is that? Yeah, he would tag the stuntmen. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is frowned upon. It, it, yeah, I mean, from a safety perspective, I get that. Also, it's the 70s, though. 
Yeah, but it's and, and that stuff happens, and and that was when actors had a sense of pride in doing their own stunts and everything like that. And the industry has changed so much, like, and they they call those guys cowboys, where it's like you don't do that. Where this is a professional. Oh yeah, of course. But people I mean, get how, hurt. And how do you le- I mean, how do you leverage that when 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 you've got Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee doing their thing, mm-hmm. and 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 happy to do it? Steve McQueen the same way, right? Like. I mean, maybe he oh, tagged a stuntman, but maybe it was a stuntman that was, like, being an asshole. And, and Jackie well, no, Chan probably sent, be, spent his early... Go ahead, what were you going to say? I was going to... No, no, finish what you were saying about Jackie Chan. I was going to say, Jackie Chan famously got hit by Bruce Lee in... Is it Enter the Dragon? Yeah. And t- says that he wished that he would have milked it more, so, you know... Right, yeah. And everything. And I'm sure he dined off that story for his entire early career, like, even through Rumble in the Bronx. Like, I'm sure yeah. he loved telling that story and, and had it as a, a badge of honor. And so, clearly, it's a different culturally, so... Well, and that's two Hong Kong guys, you know, doing it the mm-hmm. Hong Kong way. Yes. So, yep. Yeah, yeah, but he smacked the dog shit out of Jackie Chan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, Jay, and then, I like, mean, and, and to Bruce's credit, he did like apologize, like, "Oh, I'm very sorry." And then, like, yes, Jackie Chan did indeed milk it while he was on set. Like, oh, yeah, oh, so, oh man. But so, but I mean, that might be one of those things where you know whether you agree or not that Bruce Lee is actually the greatest martial artist or if he's just an actor and whatever, right? That, that debate is, is for another, another time. Mm-hmm. The man does things in a way that bled the, at least the visual illusion of authenticity. Yes. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. So pressing on. So Bruce Lee versus Shannon. You mean Tarantino, Tarantino versus, versus Shannon? Bruce Lee. Sorry. Don't fight your, Family, Bruce. <laughs> the spirit of Bruce. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, at Armed and Hilarious, why don't you recap us on, on events so far? So, yeah, we're we're going into uh, Bruce Lee's uh, cinematography. That's not the word. Well, for, well, first, like, how did we get here? Like, okay, so so Tarantino made oh. a relatively unflattering. Scene. Depiction of Bruce Lee yeah. in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, his daughter, Shannon, hashtag WMAC Masters, uh, uh, took umbrage with that. Um, and Tarantino apparently just kind of brushed her criticisms off like, eh, whatever, hate is going to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got into a Twitter feud? Yeah. Did, did Tarantino release a book too? A novelization of Once Upon a Time on Oh, is that all it is? It's not like yeah. a like a BTS kind of thing. It's just actually not. Yeah, that's why it's been going on podcasts all over. Yeah. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. just a book of, of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, take the script and flush it out with exposition, and now you have a book. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that's all it was. Yeah. Um. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, whatever that is, whatever that's going to end up, let's talk about the myth, the legend, the man. I did that in the wrong order. No, I like it. Mix okay. it up. Yeah. Be water. Bruce Lee, be water, my friend. Um, <laughs> now it can flow or yeah. it can crash. So, born in San Francisco, moved back to Hong Kong with the family. The little dragon, Bruce Lee. You know, street fights as a kid, trained by mm-hmm. Ip Man, back to the States. Pissed off a bunch of Chinese dudes by training Americans. and Oh, Took mm-hmm. uh, cha-cha lessons as well as uh, his first movie credit was when he was like a year and a half old. Okay. So cinema, acting, dancing, martial arts, and, and were not all just Chinese martial arts. Like he put a heavy emphasis on on boxing, American. And that's that's probably why he's so popular among MMA fighters to this day, right? Is yeah. because of his melding of disciplines which is what the MMA, ufc yeah. and mma yeah, is Jeet now is, 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 MMA. is no one is a karate expert or a grappling expert or a jiu-jitsu expert like in, by ex- experts but they only have one discipline it is milk with kickboxing and everything all mixed together and bruce lee was one of the first that i'm aware of that was did that and did it widespread and kind of 
preached that that's the way of doing it. Like and, it isn't, and, don't be married to one discipline. Like right. it's what is effective for and each dismissed, situation. Dismissed the idea that that martial artists in their discipline were good fighters, right? It's mm-hmm. like, there's not a Chinese way of fighting it's different. or a Japanese way of fighting or an American way of fighting. There's just fighting. It and whatever fighting. tools you can use which, to make you a better which, fighter. And, and I didn't know about his dancing pedigree, but it makes sense because film martial arts isn't martial arts. It's dancing. Right, it's, dancing. it's choreographed dancing. And it's, it's, it is much, 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 much closer as far as the spectrum is concerned to dancing than it is to martial arts. Well, that's like, all that Wushu is. is. Like, it, at its core, yeah. right? Wushu is so it this. looks cool. That's why your karate movies look so awesome because it's choreographed. Like right. you're you're dancing. You're you're taking steps, especially if you're filming because you have to go back. You're shooting wide close ups, and it needs to be in sync, and you have to get close and everything. So it's dancing, and it, that makes so much sense as to why he transitioned. I may be easy easily isn't the best word, but he made such a great and quick and successful transition to film, and was so good at it. Yeah, and I like to say too, you know, having been in martial arts myself and, and you are a martial artist I've wrestling counts um, and boxing counts and then dancing I liking to dance myself as well mm-hmm. body control is everything right yes. for, for yep. dancing for fighting for gymnastics whatever it is it's all about body control mm-hmm. and so it really is finding rhythm with whatever again whether you're fighting or dancing or, or a gymnast or a cheerleader or, mm-hmm. or, or wrestling or whatever it is if you can find rhythm in your body control you're going to excel at what that sport, mm-hmm. so that martial sport is. Would you say that yeah. Bruce Lee was most, the, the athlete, martial artist, whatever, that was most in control of their body in possibly all of human history? Um, I, I don't know that I can make that claim because Simone Biles exists. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it's different like, now. Like he was well, in. Go ahead. Bruce Lee had zero percent body fat. Uh, but well, it would have been it would have been two percent. Like he had, yeah, yeah. At least it's single digit body fat. Yeah. But again, most of these gymnasts have similar. Yeah. And that's that's discipline of of diet and. No, but like, and then the way he was able to. articulate his muscles yeah it's it's hard to do because because competition solves all of that because he could be out there but we don't know for sure i would say at that time you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that had anywhere near the body control that he did and that's why these are these are fun conversations to talk about like everyone wants to know how bruce lee would have done an mma but i was gonna say like but i don't know if you're talking as a as a fighter or just as as body control as as an individual as either because as an individual there there's still generations of 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 bodybuilders through the 70s and 80s that could flex every muscle you know mm-hmm. not small like bruce because the, the the goal and object is different right bruce being able to shrink his abs and flare his lats that's only mm-hmm. because he's a small guy right Nah. not just because he's a small guy but compared to a, a a larger bodybuilder with a similar composition mass ratio who could do something again like those Mr. Universe guys back in the 70s and 80s had great body control too where they could you know flex their delts and then flare their lats they're just they're just big right Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. sized but to uh, alright so apart from the the muscles and the uh, martial arts being able to compete in cha-cha as a dancer? As a dancer. Was he a championship cha-cha dancer? I believe so. I think you, yeah. Yeah. I, I make all of these caveats and points because if you've been tagging stuntmen, then you're a dickhead because you are able to control your body. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I see what you're saying. Ah, got me racked around. But uh, all that to say, like... You so know, Bruce Lee's an asshole. I like it. Yeah. It took us a long way to get there, yeah. but now Tarantino was right. Bruce yeah. Lee's an asshole. There you go. And Ali would have kicked the crap out of him. Well, yeah, size matters. <laughs> you know, I'm yes. Sure who you are. And a fight yes. size matters. Well, um, we had this. I, I remember my 
my best friend growing up is a bigger, he was the heavyweight on the wrestling team. I was 130 pound. And he would always say, he would be like, you know, I could beat you in a wrestling match. And I was like, yeah, I know you've got yeah. over a hundred pounds on me, buddy. And it was, and so it was like, I was like, you have to say I'm the better wrestler. He'd be like, yes, you're the better wrestler, but right. I can beat you in a match. I was like, all right. Okay. Yes. I mean, but if I jumped on top of him, I can pin him. If I did that before on our feet, I can't, it's just physics, right? right. He's size again, size. literally twice my size. He's like one and a half, you I know, think, he wrestled at 285. And I, I think somebody asked Michael White a question like that, like Bruce Lee versus so-and-so who wins in a fight. And he's like, yeah, me. It was like, why? It's like, because I outweigh him by 120 pounds. Yes. And <laughs> modern fighting techniques and everything like that. Yeah. That's why I think the fighting is interesting because I think Bruce Lee would have kicked ass for a long time in MMA and then would have met a Gracie and would have got choked out real quick. And right. then I think he, I think Grappling he moves to Brazil. ground game wasn't in, in his repertoire at all. No. Uh-uh. And that's what's so cool about those early UFC fights because they are, they're straight up street fights. You see guys just getting drilled in the nuts, like yeah. hair pull, like, I don't think you could gouge eyes, but just about everything other than that. No but I think Bruce Lee no would have. No eye gouging and no, no man. Is that what it was? Yeah. So I think he would have trained with, and, and would have came back and would have been the greatest fighter of all time. I think that's what would have set him apart. But yeah. it's, you know, those are the fun conversations. But again, but the Gracies aren't small. No, and they're, lo- they're long. And right. that's, yeah. Yep. They're not small. Part of their early dominance is that they were agile Obviously, mm-hmm. jujitsu being a ground sport, and they're not small. <laughs> like, you know, like any of they those can guys get can, leverage on that. Yeah, like any of those guys can pick Bruce Lee up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not, and and I have a Bruce Lee statue. You can't see it; it's blurred out up mm-hmm. there. I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. He's one of my, you know, my idols growing up. But at a, at a point, the the myth becomes the man again, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to put things he- in perspective. And he knew that. He was aware of it. He knew yeah. what Hollywood was about. And that's what, you know, that's why I love him. That's why well, it was well, so great. Wasn't there an interview? They were like, well, Bruce, what if you da 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 Can you, like, break walls with your hand or foot? He goes, no, I'd probably break my hand or foot. Like, <laughs> pragmatic yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What happens if you break, if you, if you chop this brick with your hand? It's like, I break my hand. It was, yeah. It's a um, brick. <laughs> but even like, you know... I, he wasn't down with brick breaking and all that stuff. It was Lords like, don't fight combat. back. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it's fun. It was, and, and even growing up, I heard mythical stories, and I remember watching all those old movies, Game of Death, and everything like that, and just I don't know, it just blew my mind. Yeah, of let's all go. The movies to mention, you mentioned Game of Death. Well, because that was so di- because he fought um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Did he? Then? I did. I do. <laughs> so I did a uh, a long form like thesis when I was in school about the game of death and how it was the worst movie ever made about how offensive it was and everything like that. But it was yes, that was game of death was the one that changed me. And it changed. So, I mean, that's why, you know, Tarantino was talking crap. But there's a reason why the bride wears that jumpsuit. The right. Jumpsuit, yeah. It's mm-hmm. the game of death jumpsuit. And that's what like. Well, my yeah. dad had a yellow Bruce Lee tracksuit for a while, yeah. a long while, longer than he probably should have. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've got the Anitsuka Tiger wrestling shoes because of the game of death. Like nice. that's like my that's why I did that. For those, you're you're one of those tiny footed people. No, I've got wide feet. That's what like my feet because the soles are skinny. They like hang out over the edge, and if you look at them, they've got like white spots on the bottom. But I love Bruce Lee so much. I needed to have those Anitsuka Tigers. I almost want to run down and grab them. But <laughs> you still have them. Yeah, I've got yeah, I've got him. I'm a wrestling shoe nut. So so, let's go through his uh, filmography. For 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 all of them or highlights, favorites, the best of them. And do we use the Chinese names or the American names? Um, Please American for my dumb dumb brain. Well, no, we're not gonna do that. (laughs) Let's do it uh, between. Uh, okay, the ones that matter. Way of the Dragon. Yeah, well, yes. I was going to caveat. I was going to be uh, everything after Green Hornet. Okay, so Way of the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Fist of Fury. Game of Death. Wait, no. No? That can't be right because he died big before boss? Enter the Dragon was released. But Game of Death, death came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, I was going to say Game of Death came out in like 78 or 77, something right, like that. Right, but that's only because you... they, they butchered it and, they, you know, the yeah. game, of, game of Death is its own thing. Oh, oh gosh. it's They had masks on. like Yeah, the, the cardboard brutal. cutout, the Bruce Lee yeah. cardboard cutout. Um, yeah. So, oh, Big Boss was the first one. But was that before Green Hornet or after? When was Green Hornet? 66? Somebody yeah, then it was. I'm, I just pulled up the date. Big Boss is 71. Okay. So, but one was, I mean, Longstreet, Longstreet was 71 also. One was Green Hornet. It was the 60s because it was Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, Big Boss, um, Big Boss, Fist of Fury, Way of the Dragon, Enter the Dragon, and then a delayed game of death. It's all the same. So, what do you guys, yeah, what do you guys think is the best? Oh, definitely Way of the Dragon. So, Way of the Dragon? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Enter I mean, the Dragon is the, the opus, right? That's the it's hard piece. for Yeah, it's hard for me to beat Enter the Dragon. But Gosh, I like, I I like the Chuck Norris fight. Chuck Norris fight is awesome, and it's shot really well. I almost like Big Boss better. Maybe that's because I saw that right after Enter the Dragon. It's possible. But I really enjoyed Big Boss. Um, I'm, although the Bolo fight in Enter the Dragon is... He doesn't even fight Bolo. No, not him fighting Bolo, but the Bolo fight. But the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I enjoy everything Bolo does, though. I'm pretty sure Bolo enjoys still being alive at the age of 80-something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and um, fit. So, what do you think? Um... Mm, Enter the Dragon for me. Okay. Going traditional. I'm going American, because it, it is a, a, an American production, not a Hong Kong one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it, it bothers me British that they too, didn't right? dub yeah. Bruce Lee as Bruce Lee. So the American dubbing for his movies is like some white dude. Like, no, you have Bruce Lee. He speaks both languages. Bruce <laughs> Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do English, motherfucker. I do, do you speak it? Jim Kelly's role as Williams in Enter the Dragon as well. Afro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And very very James Bond-esque, right? It's kind of... You come right yeah. out of a comic book. The, the, the Hall of Mirrors <laughs> thing, and then the... You know, yeah. And the villain. Yeah, the villain, everything. Very James Bond. That would be a fun to talk about best non-James Bond, James Bond movies. Uh, Mission Impossible 3. Tenet? <laughs> uh, tenet? Tenet counts, too. Yeah. Um, ah. If looks could kill. Okay. Murder on the Orient Express would just... Sorry. We're, we're getting away from... from, right, from uh, Bruce Lee. From okay. Bruce Lee. <laughs> so, all of that to say... All of that to bring us back around to the Bruce Lee film that wasn't. Ah, yes. His passion project that went on to be without him. Right. Um, internationally... It was released as the silent flute, but in America, for some strange reason, they decided to call it Circle of Iron. You know, because it sounds Asian-ish. It sounds, but it doesn't really make sense, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, or did I miss an underlying theme while watching that movie? I mean, the guy walks around with the flute everywhere, but yeah, Circle yeah. of Iron. So, <laughs> and flutes are made of silver. Yeah, that's not. Well, yeah. Um, it was supposed to explore the uh, the greater mysteries of Zen Buddhism and all that, and you know, explain it to a Western audience. Um, I can't remember the the lead actor's name, but his co-star was David Carradine. Uh, was it James Coburn? Right? No. Or Sterling Sutherland. Those are the it, writers. Oh, it's David Carradine and Christopher Lee and Jeff Cooper. And then Roddy McDowell. Go Roddy McDowell. Uh, uh, Jeff Cooper, whoever that guy is, yes. He yeah. plays Cord. the titular character, Cord, uh, who is on a quest of discovery. Um, and he meets uh, the blind man. The blind man. Yes. Um, but the irony is the, uh, the blind man 
can definitely see more than he does. Yes. Um, you know, going through the, uh, not the synopsis of the movie, but... Uh, Street Fighter. Uh, <laughs> no. It's There's more, nobody there that says, quick, change the channel. Okay, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a martial arts tournament. Well, it starts off as a tournament. Right. And the winner of the tournament gets to go on the quest. He gets DQ'd and starts following the dude who did win. And then the dude who won gets killed in the first yeah. outing. Anyways, um, what's really cool about this movie is it's that it was... Really plays a wizard. No, he doesn't. He just keeps... He's the keeper of the book. He's a wizard. Man, it was a cameo role. He's <laughs> <laughs> really a wizard. <laughs> okay, it, sorry, carry on. I'm, I'm making no, light and it's not that great. Oh, no, it's fine. Good. But um, it was the passion project that Bruce Lee was working on and he was going to play the blind man and James Coburn was supposed to play Cord. But obviously Bruce Lee died and uh, the project uh, managed to move forward and we got David Carradine and Jeff Cooper who I never saw in another production. Uh, he doesn't even have a uh, uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, but I always liked watching it. Um, and the way that David Carradine manages to pull off multiple roles throughout the the movie. Oh, uh, like the Monkey Man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was the Monkey Man, the Blind Man, Chang Sha. Yeah. I'm not sure if he was Death. Yes, he was Death. Also, he was also Death. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a man has no name. But like, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like, if those who aren't, they should recognize the flute. I believe it's the same flute he plays in Kill Bill Volume Two. Uh, yeah. Yes. Or at least or like a, a very yeah. a similar flute, replica. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess because the story that Tarantino tells it in the DVD commentary is that he asked him about it and he would like play it on set and he was like, hell, hell yeah, I can play it. And so they put it in, into Kill Bill. Nice. So yeah. Yeah, full circle. Now all that stuff is dubbed over now, right? Nobody learns how to play the bamboo flute. like So it was cool that he was actually playing it. Yeah. And so that's well, why they added that scene by the fire. and Being able to do it in dub is, is easier than six takes when your actor runs out of breath or whatever. Yeah, yes. And then you don't have to sing. And, yeah. But yeah. No, well, ahead. with fresh eyes, uh, Rex, what did you think of the movie? It took me a little bit to get into. Um, I found it interesting. I guess I liked. I should have read up on it before I watched it because when we talked about, we were talking about Bruce Lee movies. And we were like, you need to yeah. see Circle of Iron, and I turned it on. And was like, the hell is this? <laughs> I, I Bruce Lee's not this. Like, I, I was like, this would have been like earlier in his catalog. Like, because I'm trying to get the time right. Like, I would have seen it. Like, is this yeah. earlier? So it took me off. It, it took me a little bit to get into, but I thought it was fine. I thought Carradine did a good job. I mean, the different characters, Death, and then Monkey Man was a little like it looks kind of kooky nowadays. Yeah, it does. but it was a fun movie. I like it, especially I liked um, what's it called? Um, K- or uh, Kung Fu. Right. So seeing him, and I get why he did not choose the other role. Why he chose. The one that he did because it would have been similar to what he did in Kung Fu, but I I thought it was fun. It was interesting. Well, it's it was, interesting it that you say that too because, and, because Bruce Lee auditioned for Kung Fu. I think. Well, that's well, he well, pitched Kung Fu. Wasn't Tarantino it? talks about that where where famous like there the rumor no, was think, that Bruce, Bruce Lee auditioned for that Bruce Lee had written kung fu like it was his concept and then somebody else stole it like that's what that was one of the other things that tarantino was talking about in his joe rogan interview so i I don't and maybe they did pitch it to him after the like and one because i think bruce would have been awesome in that role and probably would have been much better than david carradine even though he does a phenomenal job apparently i think there was an interview with tom coon who was the uh the the executive vp or the head of, of warner brothers at the time and he like the way he tells it is is Bruce Lee auditioned for the role of Kane, mm-hmm. and then he declined to cast him for 
racist you know, reasons. Yeah, that's probably yeah. it. 1972, right? <laughs> it's you know, I, it's, yeah. <laughs> but those things fall apart for so many different reasons. Like, who knows? You know, could have been money, could have been timing. Because he's, I mean, that's right before this probably, Game of Death comes out, right? Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're Asian for real. You got to be the sidekick. That kind of. Pretty, you're too Asian. Yeah. Yes. Sir. You're too Asian. To, you're too Chinese to play a Chinese <laughs> monk. Oh man, so, Hollywood is a silly place. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, well, we yeah we could that's that's something else. Uh, <laughs> um, I lost my my train of thought. Oh. Back to Circle of Iron. But yeah, I, I really appreciate, you know, spoilers, I really appreciate how it's a martial arts movie that's not a martial arts movie. If that makes sense. You said Zen Buddhist, all that, like... Yeah, and, and then... You, I'm the blind one, but I can see, like, all that stuff. Well, and, or you're the one that's truly blind. And, and then, you know, the, the, the idea that at the end of the quest, you get to look in the book and then you just see yourself, right? Like, mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. learn more about yourself. Yeah, and the quest itself is the the lesson, the lesson, not the the end of the journey. So yeah. Um, also, I really appreciate that the the two characters are Ho and Uncle Wang. <laughs> <laughs> Little on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna need to rewatch it with different eyes because it's a it, you know you kind of watch a movie in reverse anyways. Yeah. As you digest it, like you kind of go ending back, and so I'd like to see it again, just knowing what I know now, because yeah. it was it was enjoyable. I'd, I'd I'd have no problem watching it again. So so yeah, rock and roll. All right, um, so we have a, a list of things for you guys to go watch. Um, go watch the recap for the Grand Prix, Hungarian Grand Prix, and and watch the chaos that ensues. Um, go watch the Venom Two trailer because Woody Harrelson is amazing. Do we have? A, I thought there was something else. Um, the fight scene in Game of Death. I mean, that wasn't, but that's just a good one. Oh yeah, go oh. watch. All, well, go watch all the. Go watch a supercut of Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee kicking other celebrities' butts. Right. Oh, uh, Chuck <laughs> Norris before the beard. Um, yes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Go down that sort of, YouTube wormhole. Yeah. yeah. Jackie yeah. Chan getting <laughs> smacked to hell. Yeah, that's um, a good YouTube wormhole to go down. That's yeah. yeah. Uh. Oh, and uh, one last tidbit. Bruce Lee redefined how martial arts films are filmed. Like, prior to his arrival, um, the all the fights would be minutes long. Where Bruce Lee comes in, just takes care of the peons, and it's the boss battle. Right, it's not a... Co- well, and it's funny how we're... You know, I thought we were done, but I guess we're not. It's, I was going to say, it's funny how we're kind of getting back to that, though. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, starting with Charlie Cox's fight scene in Daredevil probably the, the one take fights probably even even going back to the Bourne well, identity if we go back a little further mm. not just one take fights but going back to to humanizing your your protagonist like Bruce Lee was the first to be like this guy's superhuman these peons who are supposed to be well trained soldiers or, or ninjas or whatever you want to call it he's that good right so you're but then their boss is like really good so that they're on a level well Who's been training these guys, right? But, and all the, you know, the, the crazy kung fu ninja stuff that came after that, American Ninja, every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, you know, whatever. Um, but now we're back to, no, these guys are all trained soldiers. Mm-hmm. Your, your hero Whoa. takes a little bit of a beating. The fight has to take a little bit longer, mm-hmm. which obviously they take, they're more like modern fights. They last between... 30 seconds in a minute, which is the average length of a real fight, not like a kung fu tournament fight or whatever. So, Kumite. Well, that's so. Well, before we get destroyed in the comments, old boy, uh, Daredevil ripped off an old boy yes, for sure. Did. Like for that, sure, yeah. yeah. Someone's gonna, and I know, I know you, but th- yeah, that's one of the cooler fights. Uh, but everything it, it, in Hollywood, every it, it goes like a pendulum. We like the cartoonish fights for a while, our fast nine fights. Um, and then we want a nice gritty realism where blood's coming out, they get tired and all that stuff. And then it changes, it goes back and forth. But he was such an innovator. Um, and it's, yeah, those movies are fun to watch and, and it does change. And, and he changed Hollywood forever. Yeah. Um, and the way movies are made and the way 
the way we look at international superstars too. Yeah, and also none of these movies are very long, right? So you can probably do like a Bruce Lee mega binge and watch all six of those films mm-hmm. in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, bring your popcorn and your ninja headband and watch some Bruce Lee, and right. then yeah, finish I it think... off with Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, there you no. go. I like that. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. But I, and I think you can get, not not that we're getting any commission off of it, but uh, I think Criterion has a Bruce Lee box set and everything's 50% off right now. So. Oh, really? Like all yeah. Criterion stuff? Huh. Um, Not everything, but most of it. Most of the stuff. So if you want to go, if you've got some uh, Kurosawa movies that you need to watch, pick that up. Um, you know, if you need some, oh, yeah, look some at other that. foreign films. Legendary Bruce Lee is like 60 bucks. Yeah, so That's pick awesome. it up, watch it. It's it's an investment, and while you're at it, get that Godzilla box set too. That's half off as the, well. The Godzilla one's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like the the book, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Godzilla one's really cool. So anyway, get your get your water on. Uh, hydro. Oh, hashtag shout out to uh, our hydro homies. Be water, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, always hydro homies. All right, uh, for the digital toilet paper team, my name is Jason Bear. I'm Rex Arebo. At armed and hilarious. Be water, my friends.